the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. The message this morning is entitled, The Hope of the Resurrection. Our text is taken from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. And if you have your bulletins, you can read along. If not, it's printed up there. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Though now you may, uh, for now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though, though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Uh, it goes without saying that the last two years have been very, very devastating to millions of people around the world. Even here at home, we were not spared of the, the tragic spread of the pandemic, the worst in over a hundred years. On top of that, we had to deal with so much unrest. Violence on the streets, escalating prices of goods and services. And here we are, barely 17 years from the 100th anniversary of the beginning of the Second World War. We have another tyrant invading another country, destroying lives, destroying properties, and destroying livelihoods. This conflict might even lead, uh, many are saying, to another world war. When we look at what's happening in our world and we say to ourselves, have we really changed in the last 100 years? Has things really changed over the last century? 
Some may argue, yes, uh, the technological advances and scientific advances that we have had certainly made our lives probably a lot better. And some of those developments probably made our lives a lot worse. Yes, there had been change in the last 100 years. But in terms of how humanity is dealing with the core problems in its history, nothing much has changed. There hasn't been a whole lot of change in the violence that this world has experienced in the last 100 years. Are we really more moral people now than we were 100 years ago? Are we really less violent now than we were a century ago? And these are legitimate questions that we need to ask. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, these things do not surprise us. In fact, we expect it because we live in a fallen world. And we too are fallen. These things to the follower of Jesus does not come as a surprise. We fully understand that these negative things to the eye of the believer are things that should point us to the only thing that will give us resolve, courage, and power. And that one thing is this little word called hope. Hope is a big word in the gospel. When you want to uh, uh, think of the, the, the pieces of the gospel that makes it powerful, that makes it trans transformational, hope is a big piece of that. We define hope as a profound certainty. Our English word does not do justice to the biblical word, which is the word elpis, which means a profound, strong, confident expectation. Where does this kind of hope come from? It comes from only one source. It comes from the immutable fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. When we speak of hope, we are talking about none other than the hope of the immutable resurrection that we all going to have in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we too will rise again. And the Bible says that that is the root source of our hope if we're ever to navigate this world with all the uncertainties that we can expect the hope of the resurrection is the one thing that will get us to stand in power and in great resolve so the question we need to ask this morning is where does this hope come from and how do we know that we do have this hope of resurrection okay if we have the hope of the resurrection, how do we know that we have it? How do we know that the power giving hope in the res resurrection of Jesus is something that we possess? Let me submit to you seven indisputable marks that show we have this hope of the resurrection. We can talk about hope as many times as we want, but we need to understand that there is this biblical foundation 
called the hope of the resurrection. Let me submit to you, let me lay this in your hearts this morning, the seven indisputable marks that will show that we have this resurrection power. Number one, this resurrection hope is instilled to us by the Holy Spirit at our regeneration. This hope is instilled, implanted in us at the moment we are born again. The Bible calls being regenerated this thing called being born again. Look, at it, look again on verse 3. It says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us this new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This hope of the resurrection is instilled in the believer. The moment we are born again. Now, there's this thing called being born again, being regenerated by the Holy Spirit. This happens the moment we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That very moment in your life, the Bible said that He has given us a new birth to a living hope that one day we will be resurrected and we will be with the Lord forever. That's the hope that we hold on to. We cannot manufacture that on our own. We cannot put that in our, in our own hearts. It is the Holy Spirit jo- Spirit's job to implant that, to instill that in every person. That's why we are called to be born again. If you're a Christian this morning, you have that hope. It's an undeniable hope. It's something that you stand on. It's, it's something that is concrete. It's not some kind of a, a wishful thinking kind of an attitude. It's not, it's not a positive sense of optimism. This is not that. It would be nice to have something. It would be nice if something is true kind of thing. This is, this is in our vernacular uh, a very weak thing when it comes to hope. We often say things like, I hope it doesn't rain today, but if it does, oh, oh well, you know, let's just move, move on. Life goes on. That's not the biblical hope that the Holy Spirit implants in a person's heart. Only the Spirit of God can instill in our hearts this living hope, the inner confidence that you and I will rise again as Jesus did with a glorious body designed to last forever. That's where we put our hope in. This is not wishful thinking. This is not something we assume. This is something that we are assured. Ecclesiastes 3.10 says, God has placed eternity in every person's heart. Whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in Jesus or not, the Bible says that every person God has implanted in each and every one of us eternity, a longing for eternity in our heart. But the only way we can really experience and know that hope is if the Holy Spirit has regenerated us, has been, has given us the new birth. That's how we know. This is not something that we just say to ourselves, oh, I wish I have this hope. No, it's something that is concrete. We know this in our hearts. The Holy Spirit makes sure that this is implanted in our hearts. So how do I know that I have this hope? The Spirit of God will testify to your spirit that you have this hope of the resurrection. Okay, there's a story in the Bible in John chapter 3. It's about Nicodemus, a very learned Pharisee. He was confronting Jesus, asking Jesus question. In the middle of the night, he called Jesus and wanted to have this discussion about the kingdom of God. And Jesus said this to him. 
you know, as he asked, you know, how, how do I attain to the, to the kingdom of God and all of that? And this is what Jesus said to him. Jesus said to Nicodemus, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus says, unless you're born again, unless you have this hope in you, you will not see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus asked him, how can I go back to my mother's womb and be born again? Of course, Jesus was not talking about a new literal rebirth. He's talking about a, being birthed by the Holy Spirit, being, being born from heaven, being given a nature that has this hope. So I want you to constantly ask yourself this morning, do I really have this hope of the resurrection in my heart? Because it's a testimony of the Holy Spirit. This is something we, don't, we just don't make up. We convince ourselves every morning, hey, you know, am I, am I a, a Christian still? You don't ever ask that question because in the inside of you, there's a witness that says you are a child of God. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what happens in the new birth. The moment we put our faith in Jesus, that hope sets in. That hope that no matter what happens to you, even if you die, you'll go to heaven. That's a certainty. It's not up for negotiations. You've got to know this as a follower of Jesus. This has to be your confidence, your anchor, your power. This has to happen. This has to be believed. This has to be advanced in our life. Let me illustrate it this way in my, in my own life. When I was a, I remember very vividly my first day in school. I had never been outside the house. I had never been out of the comfort of my house. And I had to go to first grade. Okay? Everybody had to go to first grade. Okay? This was the first time that I was going to be away from my family. And as my mother was walking me to the school, <laughs> okay, she can already tell that I was about to blow up. I was about to cry. I wasn't having any of this. So we got to the classroom, okay, and the kids were there already. The teacher was preparing for the class. And my mother was looking at me, and she can sense that I was not going to be staying in this class by myself. First time I've ever been in. So she looked at me, and she said these words to me as, as a, as a six-year-old, seven-year-old. My mother said to me, do you see that door? She pointed to the door of the classroom. And outside the door, there was a bench. And my mother said to me, I'm going to go outside and sit on that bench. All you need to do is to look at me and you'll know that I'm there. Okay? I will not leave you by yourself. I will be on that bench. Now, your teacher is going to close the door. Okay? But my mother told me, don't worry. You may not see me. I'm behind the door. But I'm there. At the strength of her word, the teacher closed the door. At the strength of our, her word, my mother's word, I made it through the five hours of class. Knowing that even though I don't see her, I knew she was there. That's called faith. And that faith gave me the hope that she is going to be on the other side of the door. She probably went out and cleaned the house. She probably went to the store. She probably talked to her friends. It didn't matter what happened. That door was closed. I couldn't see mom, but at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the teacher opened the door and there was my mom sitting on the bench. That's the hope we have. We don't necessarily need any kind of convincing at the strength of our faith, at the strength of our new birth. 
we know our hope is real. Once that hope is instilled in us in our new birth, what happens is that our heart, the Holy Spirit focuses our hearts towards eternity. You know you have hope when your focus is in heaven. I'm sorry to disappoint some of you. Many people think that we are so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. I tell you what, we are heavenly minded and we make no apologies for it. Because the Bible says we have the hope. That hope is for an eternal existence in heaven, not a hope in here. Look at verse 4. It says, we have been given an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fate. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. What happens is that at the new birth, when we put our faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in and he gives us that hope. He implants that hope. And when we have that hope, the Spirit of God refocuses our heart towards our imperishable reward. Okay? A reward awaits us. Hope tells us that everything in this world will perish. That we should not store up for ourselves treasures here on earth. Our hope is focused on what is yet to come. Our hope is focused in heaven where Jesus is seated on the, cr- on the throne. That's what, why this hope is rooted in the resurrection of Jesus. While Jesus was here on earth, he suffered much of the same things we have. Probably even worse. He went to the cross. He experienced what it was like to be part of the elements here in this world. But he made it through. Even though he went through those unimaginable trials and temptations, he made it through. He did not waver because he knew that everything in this world is passing. We are not looking to be rewarded in this world because everything that we receive in this world is perishing. You know you have hope when you're not focused on the things of this earth, that your focus, the ultimate reward of your focus is in heaven. Everything in this earth will perish. Hold on to your youth. You're going to get old. I can promise you that. Hold on to your beauty. Hold on to it. No thick makeup can spare you from old age. Hold on to your strength. You're going to be where? You're going to be using a cane eventually or on a wheelchair. Hang on to your hair. Everything will pass, everything will perish. Hope says there is a crown of life that awaits us, a reward that awaits us if we don't waver in our hope of an eternal reward that has been prepared for us in heaven. The Apostle James said this, James 1.12, Blessed is the one who persevere under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life and that the Lord has, that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Faithfulness is putting our hope on a promise that we do not yet have but are eagerly awaiting for its coming, and that is a reward that awaits us in heaven those, for those who wait for his appearing. And I know some of you are asking, yeah, that's all fine and good, but I'm still here on earth. I still suffer here on earth. I know, I understand it. I have the hope that when I die, I'm going to heaven, but what about now? I'm still here. What, what does this resurrection hope, what does it do to me? If, I have, if, I, if I'm only 20 years old now, And I have to live until I'm 97 years old. What do I do in the meantime? How do 
I deal with this? How do I know that this hope is going to sustain me? That brings us to the third uh, sign, the third mark that we have this hope. And that is with this hope, with this resurrection hope, God will shield us from whatever we go through. It's going to insulate us from restlessness. It's going to insulate us from restlessness. A lot of people are afraid, even Christians are afraid of what's going to happen. Let me tell you something. When the Holy Spirit is alive in us and is working in us and that hope of the resurrection is within us, God shields us. He insulates us from whatever's going on because he knows all too well that we become restless in this world. So God took that into consideration That's part of our resurrection hope. We are insulated from restlessness. Okay, it says in verse 5, Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of that salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. See, we are already saved because of Jesus' death on the cross. We received him, we trusted him, and he's now our Savior and King. Okay, but that salvation is not yet complete. Obviously, we're still here on earth. We don't have a glorified body that can handle the stress, the, the, the adversities, the trials, the temptations, and all of those things that can still happen, we are assured that we're going to heaven, but until then, God will insulate us from being restless in this world. There's no need. There's no need for a Christian to fret and be restless about what's going on. We don't know when the next pandemic is going to come, but we're for sure something is going to happen that's not good. We already know that, but God has a way of shielding us by His power, insulating us from being restless. restless. We cannot mix hope and despair, amen? You cannot say, I have a lot of hope, and then be in despair. You cannot have rest and be hopeless at the same time. We know that our hope is real because we are shielded by God's grace. When and while we are going through the travails of this life. God doesn't preserve us from pain. He doesn't preserve us from heartache. He doesn't remove us from those things, but he preserves us, but he shields us. He makes sure, he makes sure that we don't get to a point of desperation that we rebel against him. That's how good God is. He knows the possibility of people rebelling against him because of the things that are happening in this life. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're shielded from that. God knows the tendency for us to rebel against him. The sad thing is many Christians are rebelling against God and they don't even know it. They don't even know. We need to test our hearts to make sure that we're not rebelling against God. Because God shields us from these things. That's why we know we can go on because of the the hope that we have. That all of this is temporal. We continue to hope even though we're going through some some things that seem to be uh, insurmountable. We don't look at what's going on in our world and say, okay, well, you know, how am I going to navigate through this? Believe me, you and I will make it through. Because God is involved. He shields us. How does He do that? He gives us more grace. Amen? You know why we're here this morning, two years after the pandemic? There was a time here when there's only three people here. Everybody was out. Everybody was scared. Everybody, you know, I mean, you know, you have the right to be, you know, that's obvious. You need to be scared about what's going on. But you know what? That, that didn't 
that didn't dampen our spirit. You're back here today because you have that hope. I certainly hope you're here not because of the taco man that's getting cooked over there. No, no, we, we navigate through these things because we have that undeniable hope that the Spirit of God has placed in our hearts. I'm very confident about that. We wouldn't be here, you know, had not God said, you need to stay put. I'm going to preserve you. And he has so far, amen? We all got sick, didn't we? I'm going to blame somebody for that. We made it. You think that's an accident? You think that's because you got a, a thing from the doctor? Well, that's fine and good. We're here because God says, my grace will sustain you through all of these things. That's the work of God. That's the work of God in our lives. We can have peace in this world because we have hope. We can have clarity in this world because we have hope. In the meantime... We're going to go through some of these things, and how do we go through them? Hope. We have the peace, because we're looking forward to a day when all of this will be gone, and we will be in heaven together. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. That's how important this hope is in our lives. When we hope in the resurrection... And are shielded until the day of redemption We can see the fourth mark of this hope And that is We will be characterized By an inexplicable sense of rejoicing There is an inexpressible sense of rejoicing You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio With Pastor Israel Labson A ministry of Living Rock Christian Church In Sunnyvale, California If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.